Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigarito. This is Don Strzok. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Dr. Zamp. 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zant as we recap the Miami Dolphins uh, Week 10 and uh, what a difference uh, a day makes. Um, I, you know, it's just it's this roller coaster up and down, but this one uh, I think shocks everybody. As if you recall, the last few shows we've had and the direction they were going in, and then of course Houston coming to town, you know, and, and I think everybody uh, was under the assumption that you know they they are certainly competitive for the worst team in football. So you know that that is what it is, but when the Baltimore Ravens come into town and you play them on prime time, uh, the last results have not been good. Um, uh, actually, Rich will know the exact ones because we were talking about it, but it was something like 137 to, to 10 or 15 was the score in the last three games combined. I mean, it was something absolutely ridiculous. It really was. Uh, but needless to say, the Miami Dolphins off their biggest victory of the year. Uh, they beat the Baltimore Ravens 22-10 to and uh, bring their record to now 3-7. and And uh, it, was a, it was a strange game. Uh, we'll get into why offensively, of course. Um, the Tua <clears throat> saga continues. Um, but more so, uh, you know, this was a defensive exclamation point the defense played its best game of the year and and uh to be quite honest when the defense plays like that the defense can be up in the top five in in in, in football it's uh you know it, it's the lapses they've had in the inconsistency but they showed signs of where they were last year um and you know the biggest victory they had defensively was stopping lamar jackson who was you know he's just a, a threat like no other um on the ground, and I think the over/under on his rushing yards was in the 60s for a quarterback. Think about that. Uh, uh, in the 60s was the over/under for his rushing stats. And uh, I'm going to give you the uh, the, the game log now. Um, so Brissett starts the game, and he goes 11 for 23 with 156 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and then he gets hurt. He uh, he hurts his knee, screaming in pain, but it happened to be on a third down play. So he goes off the field, they punt. He goes in the tent, he's warming up on the sidelines, he then says, I'm good to go. And then you see Flores put the brakes on him and Tua comes in the game. And so from that point on, Tua goes 8 for 13 with 158 yards, also no touchdowns, uh, no interceptions, although he did have a rushing touchdown of note. 
Um, so uh, that that's the stat line for the Dolphin quarterbacks. Now, Lamar Jackson, 26 for 43, had 238 yards in the air, uh, one touchdown and one interception at the hands of Coleman. And uh, on the ground, he had nine rushes for 39 yards. So that went under, and it's a big under because anybody who knows Lamar Jackson – you know, that's not a normal quarterback. So they really contained him and did a fantastic job. There's no other way around it. Uh, leading rusher for the Dolphins on the ground was Gaskin this game. Only uh, 14 carries for 31 yards, so certainly no ground game to speak of. Uh, again, the offense really stuttered. Um, you know, it just it just did. Uh, Albert Wilson was your leading receiver. <laughs> Four receptions for 87 yards, including the big one at the end of the game to put the nail in the coffin. Isaiah Ford was your second leading rusher. That's right, you heard me right. The Isaiah Ford. Uh, four uh, receptions for 84 yards. And the Waddle Watch, uh, four receptions for 61 yards. And uh, again, you know, just a solid, solid game from him, um, uh, which is every week. Still waiting for that breakout, but it hasn't happened. Um, and then on the other side, Devontae Freeman was the leading rusher for the Ravens. He only had 10 uh, carries for 35 yards, and uh, Rashad Bateman had six receptions for 80 yards. So in a nutshell, that's basically what you have statistically. And um, uh, again, the defense was just uh, fantastic from start to finish. Um, but the offense, again, has a lot of issues, and it's just it's just not there. I mean, it's a lackluster offense at best. A lot of receivers are down again like they were last year. And, and Rich, I know that you were big on that last year. It seems like an ongoing problem, and I know you've been very critical of the injuries, uh, especially to Fuller and, and, and Devontae Parker out again. So you start seeing names like uh, Albert Wilson and Isaiah Ford at the top of the receiving thing. Uh, it doesn't bode well for your offense. But uh, Tua, like you said, a winner. He gets it done, um, you know, almost to the dismay of the Dolphin coaching staff. That's ridiculous. You know what that is? Will Fuller, I mean, we grew up watching Ronnie Lott amputate a pinky this play. Yeah. This guy's got a broken finger, and he's been out like 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 he tore his ACL. It's ridiculous. Well, I think I think Richard. Long. Yeah, I think you also have to factor in that personal leave. You know, if it didn't have that, yeah, you'd say what's going, going on. on. But yeah, it's not, right, yeah. No, something else is going. It's not you would have to think there's you something know? else, right? Yeah, I, I would think it's ridiculous. I mean, what a good vetting, guys. You know, he did a great job with the interview with the free agency market. Wow. I mean, what a waste of money, right? Yeah, you know, I, I think that when you when you talk about the vetting like that, I was actually going to bring that up in, 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 in the later part of the show, but, you know, I think that's one area that the Dolphins maybe have not been good at because, you that's know, not- like, you, like Minka Fitzpatrick, right? I mean, you can't yep. argue with his – ability to play football and taking that pick that was spot on but the fact that he was that unhappy that quickly you know maybe you gotta you know say where where, where was the interview there i mean something's right. wrong there especially since he's uh, he's an alabama guy right sure now you've heard saban come out and say how shocked he is at the lack of people that call him now i don't know whether they called him or not but you would think that that's a sit-down conversation with Saban that would basically er- ratify any problem with Minka Fitzpatrick one way or another, right? That doesn't make sense you to me. It, 
doesn't make yeah, any sense. It's, Did you, you know what? I heard something really weird about Mickey yesterday. You know he's got 14 games without a pick. 14 now without a pick? Yeah. And he, and he had so guy, many like with he us. Yesterday he got called back. Yeah, he had so yeah. many with us. And when he first got to Pittsburgh, he had so many. Remember he had, yeah. like, remember he had like five in like six games or whatever, you know, to start his career there? And then, like, that's a pretty big drop-off. No, that's definitely a pretty big drop-off. There's no doubt about that. Especially um, for somebody in the ropes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you see my point, like, with the vetting? I mean, that that's my point. When I look at some of these draft picks and the problems that they've had with personality-wise, you would just think some of them you would be able to eliminate, like, right off the bat, right? Or you, you know, I, I don't think they look so for guys that fit their system. Look, I don't have a psychology major, but... I'm not drafting somebody in the first round that quit football in college to become a rapper. I mean, you know, to me, that's going to be a problem down the road at some point. Well, maybe it will. Maybe it will. We'll we'll have to see. I will say this about Jalen Phillips, who you're talking about. Uh, I will say this. He has been playing much better of late. So I can't really knock him. He's been playing good the last couple games. You know, he's starting to come around. That's a character issue, though. You know? Well, we don't know that, though. We don't know that, though. That ha- that's the one thing that you haven't seen yet from him. So give the guy a little bit of respect there. He hasn't been a problem character-wise at all. And he's been working hard. And, and whether you like the pick or not, I'm not saying that. But you have to, you have to say he really hasn't been a personality problem and the lack of effort no, saying, and, and the is character. That, is that a red flag before you draft somebody? You would think it might be. And it, and you would think it you, know? you would think it, yes, know. it would red flag me. I, it would certainly red flag me. But like I said, I'm gonna, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, and we'll see what happens with it. But yes, that yeah. would have been a red flag to me, and we'll see if it does come to fruition. Um, you know, the 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 what comes to mind is that defensive end that went to the Texans that sat out the full year. Yeah, Mario. No, wasn't it Clowney? Wasn't it Clowney? Oh, oh, Jadavian Clowney, right? Yeah, he I think it was Clowney, right? Yeah, he was with yeah. North Carolina. Or yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean that's a big red flag to me. He did have, he did yeah. show, you know, something. But, but but when it's all said and done, you know, stuff like that's a huge red flag. And I also think that stuff like that, it depends on your your organization. And, and how you've yep. done in your track record for the last 25 years, whether you can take risks like that. You know, that's another thing, too. When you're in a certain situation, maybe you can take more risks. The Dolphins are not in that situation, nor have they been well, in the last the 20 too. years. They preach, they preach this character thing, but it, it's only, like, subjective. You know, it's yes. like when it fits their narrative, they, they, they bring that up. But, you know, then they go out and they make these weird moves that, you know, that goes against everything they preach. That's my, yeah. that's my problem. You know? No, I agree with that. There's no doubt about that. I mean, just the fact that your owner went and met, went and met with Deshaun Watson with all the legal problems and, 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 and sexual legal right. problems on the table, that speaks volume. Whether they sign him or not. That speaks yep. volumes. Now, we've talked about this for the last few shows, so obviously we don't have to get redundant about yeah. it. But it yeah. is a little ridiculous. I mean, whether you sign him or not, to preach that kind of character, and you see what – I mean, you see the Raiders right now. They're in this boat right now where they are just uh, – they have a no-tolerance policy for anything. And I'll give – listen, I'll give them credit 
because they they have no choice at this point. You're going to put that down. You have to just run with it. And they've made some some real harsh decisions and cuts. Okay, if that's the way your organization is going to be, oh, that's that's fine. But like you said, it's very hypocritical to me. When you look at the Dolphins and the characters that they've gotten rid of, and then you look at, like, you know, the characters that they don't have a problem with bringing in, including Will Fuller. Will Fuller had a big-time problem, and, and so did um, Preston Williams. I mean, that's why we got these guys. Now, I believe in second chances. I'm not saying that, but if you're going to put down this character thing like they do, it is very selective, like you said. Yep, 100%. As if they just bring up the character if you want to fix their narrative. As far as the, you know, looking at this game, you know, it, it all comes down to Tua. I mean, it was such it was such a disappointment when Brissett didn't play in that Texans game to everybody because at this stage of the game, you're three and seven right now. So there's very little to get excited about. But you know, you kind of do want to see what you have in your so-called franchise quarterback. So you know, you don't wish anybody getting hurt. I really didn't want Brissett to have to get hurt. You know, um, I mean, I'm glad it was nothing too serious. He certainly seemed like he was in a lot of pain when it happened. But, you know, that's just a whole weird situation going on with Tua. I mean, he uh, he didn't play on, on, on thir- uh, the week before uh, on Sunday, and then he plays on Thursday. And, you know, listen, he, he got the job done. Um, but I think that well, when you look at you – know, what's that? He played well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he did. Uh, you know, he's – I think when you look at him, and it just sums up the whole Flores regime to me. Uh, you know, it just uh, – I think Flores has a real hard time getting along with personnel. And and I think, I the, think the other thing, too, is I think, I think if, if they don't make the move to two, I don't think they win the game. So I think yeah, the they, offense was stagnant. Yeah, I don't think they win that game. Yeah, I think you might be right with that. I definitely think you might be right with that. I mean, I've been very disappointed all year with Brissett's play. And, uh, you know, the only reason I would say, uh, okay, you know, you make that move is because you were all in on Tua. But they really haven't really been all in on him. So that that's what makes it even weirder. Like, if you had Ryan Fitzpatrick still as your backup quarterback and you played some of the games with Tua that you have, I guess I would understand it more because you may say, well, you know, it's all about winning and, and this is going to give us the best chance to win at this juncture. And I guess you can't argue with that, right? But, you know, the lack, uh, the, the, the play of Jacoby Brissett has been subpar at best. So, you know, not putting your franchise quarterback in uh, is certainly perplexing, right? I mean, uh, at times. It's a, it's a strange situation. It really is. The whole, the whole way he's been treated, you know, since they made the move to start him last year has been strange. Just ridiculous, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it, like almost. Remember, we always agreed that they, you know, they kind of benched Fitzpatrick early or too early because they were, we were kind of on a roll last year, and then right. they throw two in, and never. It was almost like they were setting him up to fail. It was just a very weird attitude towards him from day one. Yeah, no, it it is, and when you make that kind of uh, a move, like you said, you know, with Fitzpatrick, it, it's almost like you are just, you know, going, you know, all for him, and yet it, it doesn't necessarily reflect that in the way that they treated him. So they, the whole thing's been very strange. Um, 
you know, Tua is is a very classy guy, and he is obviously, uh, you know, he, he he's trained. He's just, you know, he as far as um, the way he handles media and, and stuff like that. You know, you don't really get too much negative out of him one way or another. No. You know, um, he, you know, I mean, and, and that's just the way he is. But what what he's had to go through um, this year and and. Quite frankly, since he's been drafted, uh, it's, it's very difficult for any young player to uh, to thrive on that. So, you know, we'll see what happens. He's shown Have some. Ever... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I got some breaking news here. Did you ever hear of Andrew Billings? Well, who is it? Andrew Billings, defensive tackle it... from Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I, I think I have heard of him, but not, you know, not, nothing spectacular. Well, he's a dolphin Just maybe. <laughs> in a, a trade? No, in a trade? No, nope, the Browns released him and we picked him up. He's a defensive lineman? Defensive tackle. Defensive tackle, okay. Yeah, I mean, I you know, the Dolphin defense is very strange to me because when it plays like that, and, and, and you can break it down in a lot of ways, uh, but um, the whole key to me as to why they were successful is because of their defensive line and the pass pressure that they put on. I haven't seen that all year, finally seeing it again, and they had so many packages. Finally, we see some blitzes, and they were all very, very effective. Well, it seems yeah. we've been blitzing all year, but we we're always like three steps behind. It seems like you we've think we've been blitzing all year. I think we've been blitzing a lot. Yeah, I saw the safeties yeah. blitz a lot, and we just never get to them. You know, it's like we're like just, you know the balls down the field before we hit them, and then you got a most the, the the best running quarterback in the league. We basically contained him, which is bizarre. We we did contain him, and it is bizarre because, yeah. like you said, I mean that was by far the best. Uh, uh, you know, the best I've seen him uh, contained in a long time, and we don't play them yeah. very well ever. So Never. this was a shocking game. It really was. It was a shocking game. The last three games, one thirty-seven yeah. to sixteen. The last three games. I mean, that's you know, that's ridiculous. You know, one thirty-seven to sixteen. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Last how many games? Three. 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 That's unbelievable. That's just unbelievable. That's like a high school team playing a college team. It really is. I mean, that's absurd. That's absurd. (laughs) There was a shutout. There was like a a 40 to nothing shutout or something crazy. I think they they put 50 on us on another game. It's just insane. You know, it will take you 20 years to to, to even that out if you played well. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If you played well. <laughs> if they were in our division, you don't see them that much, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the record. That, that That's never evening out, ever, ever. And that's just the last three games. We haven't played them well the history of the team. The history. We didn't put the a playoff dent game. We beat, them, we beat them by double digits. We didn't put a debt in that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. Right back after this. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. 
So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show available now on iTunes. Hi, this is Larry Zonka, and you're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, joined alongside Rich Van Zandt as uh, we break down Miami Dolphins' Week 10 victory, which brings them out to 3-7. And And, uh, just a reminder, you can catch us uh, on iTunes. Just go right to the iTunes store, and you can have our latest episodes uh, and back episodes delivered right onto your phone. And uh, you can send us any questions or comments at PatCatelloShow at Yahoo.com. So, Rich, you know, this is a strange year. It's a strange season. Um, you know, a lot of things uh, going on. I, I guess when 
you know, the downside of it, I think, is when you look in your own division and you look at now the Patriots, uh, depending on how good you think the Cleveland Browns are, I mean, that's, that was their biggest win in a long time. And then you have, uh, you know, Sheffer and uh, and all them, you know, they're back. Uh, I don't know if they're back, but they're certainly uh, more – it seems like they're more back than not, you know. Um, so that's a little deflating to me anyway. Yeah, they look good again. You know, they like I said, that's what bothered me about the quarterback pick because it stabilized them, you know. They had an issue of quarterback, and, and this, this pick, you know, Mac Jones really stabilized that organization. I didn't think it was going to be this quickly, but, you know, they're not a joke anymore. It's a shame. No, it it was an absolute big mistake when you allow, you know, quarterback is the biggest thing, which is why I was so upset on draft day about it. And, uh, you know, that's the biggest thing. And you can't win in this league without a quarterback. And obviously the Dolphins have found that out along with a lot of teams. Uh, so when Belichick was able to get somebody like Mac Jones um, fall right to him, uh, you know, it, it, it. Yeah, they didn't have to move it, up or down, nothing. Just, just go right to their pick. And you know, yeah, I mean, and it's it stopped the bleeding for sure. And now we'll see how how good they become. You know, I mean, it's it's obviously it's you know we'll see. Uh, But um, you know, uh, there's a lot of things as an AFC East uh, rival fan that you know should cause room for alarm. Um, You know, especially since. You're trying to rebuild for the last 25 years. And I'll throw one other notch on there. You're trying to rebuild for the last 25 years, and your quarterback is on one of the – your ex-quarterback is on one of the best teams in football, Start, you know, playing in the Pro Bowl finally. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. just another thing you have to put on. You know, at some point, um, you, you have to say, you, you know, it's got to be this – it's got to be us, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been you staying at us for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just amazing how, uh, you know, I guess they don't see it uh, the same way. <laughs> well, you know, I always, you know, the late, great Sam Huff, who just passed away this weekend, He, you know, I was talking to him about how did the Giants let Vince Lombardi and Tom Landry go and keep <laughs> and keep uh, Ali Sherman. And he goes, they don't know what they don't know. <laughs> And I think that sums up the Miami Dolphins hierarchy. <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know. <laughs> you know? There's certainly enough people that, uh, certainly enough people that uh, come out and, and, and say these things, though. It's just, you know, it's almost like they're uh, yeah. stubborn and, and defiant and just, you know, they're you know how they are. Well, you keep making so, the same mistakes over and over again. That's almost insanity. You know, yeah. but that's what they do. They they keep remaking the same mistakes over and over and over again. And you know, they they whiffed on how many coaches in a row. Yeah, you know, head coaches well, and general managers is, and and and, and, and football czars, whatever you want to call them. You know, I mean, well, it's, it's going to be it's real just, interesting just, to see where they go with yeah. this because even though I don't you know. beat the Ravens, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious mean, myself. Yeah, I'm curious myself. I think you know I'm in more, the camp. I don't you're think they're doing anything. You're more inclined to do what you say. I, that's, I said I think it's more inclined to do what you say. Nothing. Yeah. You know? I really do. And although victories like this against the Ravens are, are nice, 
you wonder how much uh, you know it's going to influence the the future decisions of this team. And uh, well, it, you know, I, they basically buried themselves. I mean, they, they ruined the season long before this game, so there's really no climbing out of this. You know, no, no, you there's eight, eight, nine. You know, what's the best case scenario? No, there's no climbing out of this at all. You need four games just to get to 500. You'd have to win the next four games, which would be six in a row. You'd really have to to get to 500. Yeah, you'd have to run the table. And still, that may not be good enough. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, this season is not happening. Think about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, this this isn't happening this year, and uh, no. you know. But then there's the other school of thought, and that school of thought, from my perspective, is you know what, Rich, I, I don't want them to make a move and get another unproven guy and then do this again. I can't do this again. Like it's just no, you, you, you know. Obviously, your track record of finding the diamonds I'm, in, in the school is not working. Plans that last, yeah, I'm sick of watching somebody's five-year plan that lasts three. It's a total disaster, you know? Yeah, because you know what? They've proven time and time again, they've absolutely proven they do not know how to find the pearl in the oyster. There's no doubt about it. No, I mean, there's a lot of organizations also that can't, but they've proven they can't. So at this stage of the game, you have to, you need to find a successful, established coach. That's the only way. You're not going to find the guy who's never done it. You're just not going to find that. You're not the yeah, 1983 the Giants too, finding Bill Parcells. It's and, not going to happen. The, problem too, the, the, the guys who had success before, you know, this is my theory on this, and I've told you this before. The guys who won Super Bowls before and, you know, used to sleep on the couches and do 25 hours a day, you know, in, in the building – you know, once they win that and they get that rep, and now they get the money from another organization, I think there's a reason why no one's won in the same place twice. You know, nobody's won two Super Bowls at different spots. That's my point. You know, you never that, won it. In the, you never win it in the second place. You know. No. And I, I agree with reason you. For I that. think there is a reason for that, and and that's why I said, you know, if you recall, and the timing wasn't necessarily right at the time, but I argued with you about it because I know you're not a big fan of his, but I, I argued so heavily that the Dolphins needed to go after Andy Reid. No, Andy Reid. I thought Andy Reid, and I know it didn't time out right because he still had a year left on his contract. So he wasn't a free agent, but he was obviously unhappy in Philadelphia. And I I thought they should have done everything they can to work out a trade and let, let, you know, uh, the Sperano, that was before Philbin, I think, right before, you know, and it just – it didn't time out, but guy like that was the guy you needed because he would have stabilized your organization for the next decade. And you know, he wound up winning a Super Bowl where he went because he was still hungry, like you said. You know, now if he yep. had one already, it's a little different. But when you don't have one, you know, it's a lot yeah. different. Um, so, but you don't necessarily need to have a Super Bowl winning head coach, but you need to have somebody who's got an established record or at least has coached before. And, you know, can't be an abysmal failure. You know, Bill Belichick coached before. You know, he wasn't a huge success. I wouldn't say he was an abysmal failure either. I mean, he was, you know, he was okay. He wound up winning a playoff game there. And, you know, but, you know, obviously he went back to Parcells. And, you know, that's a whole new thing when he came back again. So you don't need to have a Super Bowl 
winning coach, but you definitely need to have somebody with established experience uh, in an organization. And, 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 you know, we may be talking for nothing anyway, like you said. I mean, they, who knows if there's ever even going to be any change at all. You know, maybe there's not. Maybe yeah, Flores is going to stay there. I guess we have to see how this pans out. But, you know, I, I guess the whole point to why we opened up this discussion was I don't want to go through it again with an unknown guy. So if you're going to make any change at all, it better not well, be a you know, lateral here, here, change. Here's the thing, too. Here's the, here's the problem, too. Like, it's like, you know, it's like giving a kid a new car, right, and, and he totals it in week three, okay? So you get the car fixed and you give it back to him. He doesn't total it again for the rest of the year. Does that mean he did a good job? <laughs> you know? Because, because, you know, Flores wrecked the season already. Like, you know, in, in all essence, he should be fired now. So I don't even think, like, whatever happens the rest of the season should even matter. You know, he he failed you already. You know, I don't – you know, it doesn't really matter what happens the rest of the year because he, he wrecked the year already. So, you know well- – Listen, I, I don't know if I, I could know. go that far because he had he had a fairly decent, successful year last year. He had ten wins last year. So, if for argument's sake, he was able yes, to turn this but, whole thing but, around. But well, the last game of the year, the last game of the year when he went up to Buffalo, yeah. they had nothing to play for. That I got team you. Wasn't ready to play. I got you. I got you. But my point is, to your statement, let's say he does completely turn this around. Okay, you have uh, uh, seven games remaining, right? Let's say he goes uh, uh, six and one, right? Let's just say you know he he goes six and one and winds up at nine and eight, right? Um, that would yeah. be a major major turnaround, which would almost you know be one eight of his last nine games. If he does something like that, because he's under contract for the following year, I could see where you say okay. I want to, you yeah. know, I'm going to stay with him. I can maybe see that argument, but my biggest problem with Flores is not necessarily just on the game-to-game result. No, his attitude, I think, is awful. It, 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 yeah. it, it, it's the way I don't see the locker room and his players uh, necessarily on board with him. I don't see – I the way I see Tua being um, – uh, gathered around, and, and, and the way I see people uh, almost going to him to uh, to give him respect and to tell him that, you know, hang in there. It just seems like so many people are aware of, of the way that he's been treated, and I don't really like the way that he's treated. Um, you know, it seems like the, some of the other uh, organizational players, you know, uh, that he has there. I think Kyle Van Oy was a very big surprise, and I think that, you know, that I don't know the whole reason for that, but you know, um, that that that's curious to me. And uh, you know, um, you know, Preston Williams, when you know, when you got uh, a lack of receivers, and here's this guy, you know, out for, was out for two games basically for. Uh, I don't know if it was disciplinary action or I don't know what it was, but uh, you know what did he do? Like uh, I, 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 I just don't, I don't necessarily see his communication skills um, being so great, especially with his uh, coaches. I mean, you have so many coaches leave for lateral positions. That's a little strange to me. Lateral positions, you know? How do you allow? Seriously, if you own a team. And your coach says I'm gonna have two offensive coordinators. Uh, you gotta overrule that. Where somebody in the organization is gonna say, no, you're not gonna have two offensive coordinators. You know, like why is he even allowed to make moronic decisions like that? Rich, I believe he has three. 
I, I told you, I believe he has three. Yeah. Not that Chad no, O'Shea is back. Right. I think Chad O'Shea yeah. is really in the leadership role yeah. of calling the plays, yeah. at least the uh, at least the the, the uh, original exotic plays. I think he's the one doing all that. So technically, I think you may have three. Yeah, no, you're uh, probably is, right. It is a little bizarre, and it does always come down to the quality of your assistant coaches. It really does. You show me any coach, and I will show you their coaching staff, and that will equate generally well, to, to their level. Right. How come, like, like you know, like in, in the 70s and the 60s, they had, like, five guys. Now they need 42. Like, why do you need somebody? You need, like, a, a coach for every player? Why do you need so many coaches? Well, I think what it's come down to, and just my experience from working in the NFL and stuff, is that basically, you know, they 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 need to find roles and to hire guys to put on their staff, and they almost make up positions for them, and the positions have grown more and more and more. That's why you see such bizarre things as the guy's a linebacker coach, and he comes back the next year and he's a secondary coach. I mean, that's a little strange, right? Well, my, my favorite is the guy who never kicked before he's the kicking coach. That's, that's, yeah, I mean, it's just very strange know. how they, they put know, these guys in roles. Would you, if you had hired a kicking coach, seriously, wouldn't you hire, like, a, a soccer guy to, to help the guy kick, <laughs> right? Right, you would think, right? But what does somebody <laughs> up the street know about kicking a field goal? Yeah, no, it's, I know. It's, it's a little strange. I give you that. Sometimes these guys that are in these roles, um, you know, it, 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 it's very questionable. And uh, and I guess you you got to be result-oriented when it comes down to stuff like that. But, um, yeah. you know, it, it, it is a little strange. It definitely is a little strange. I don't think you need 48 coaches. I, I just think that's just – it's just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, they bump uh, into each other on the sidelines. It's like, you know, everybody needs a chaperone. I, I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, I don't – the whole world's nuts. You but know, again, it comes down to your main ones. Right? Yeah, but it comes down to your main ones. And, like, you know, we could we could shuffle around and whatever you want to say about that. But if you look at any great coach and you look at their assistants, that kind of tells you how great they were. Um, I mean, if you, if you look at uh, Bill Parcells, who, you know, uh, arguably the greatest tree of all time, I mean, his success stems from having such great coaches. Bill Belichick, yeah. Tom Coughlin. I mean, it, it's just uh, insane, right? And then you look at yeah. uh, uh, guys like Bill Walsh. And Bill Walsh is, you know, insane. You know, Andy Reid, Mike Holmgren, uh, Dennis Green. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And, and that's not by accident. And, you know, obviously no. Shula had, had his great ones and, and, and towards the end maybe didn't, and maybe that is, defected him and showed how great he was on his own. But, um, but needless to say, I think this, this Dolphin team is lacking big time in some coaching areas. And I think that that's, that's hurting Flores. And now, like I said, you're not going to get anybody coming. No, no assistant comes to a sinking ship unless he's planning on taking over the wheel. It's just not going to happen. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. All right, let's take a last it's break. Like, uh, it's, not like we could, it's not like we have somebody in our, in our organization that could take over either. That's the other thing. No. There's no, not yet. Like, not, not no, at this time you don't. Nobody the wings. Yeah. No, no not, not at this time you don't. Yeah. All right, take a last break. We'll come on back and look around the league. 
The ball is on the Charger. 46 seconds remain on the halftime clock. 24-10, Chargers. He's straight back to throw. Gets a rush. Steps up. Throws it downfield. It is complete. The lateral back is the 20, the 10, the 5. Into the end zone. Touchdown. The pass went to Harris, who lateral back to Nathan for the touchdown. Hello, this is Don Strzok, and you're listening to the Pack Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Alongside Rich Van Zant, as we come to the final stretch here, and uh, looking around the, uh, the the league, it was an interesting week to say the least. Uh, and, and I guess we start off, Rich, with uh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. going to the Rams, and there was a lot of teams, I guess, that were in the mix. And and I think you said it best; it could have been a lot worse, right? It was uh, Belichick and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, there was Yeah. Um, ironically, Robert Woods out for the year uh, in practice this week, Got hurt and the next so. Day. Yeah, and so now uh, the Rams are actually tonight playing at San Francisco, so he makes his debut there. So the timing of that, in a weird way, I guess, worked out. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, it was it's a big signing. Uh, obviously, the Rams are all in, right? <laughs> they don't have any draft picks left for the next decade, so, yeah, I would think yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it does play itself out. But um, they are definitely all in. And, then of course, Cam Newton uh, back and, and uh, you know, makes a big statement as well. And now they're saying that he's, uh, uh, he's taking almost all the reps. So, boy, Sam Darnold must be thrilled, huh? <laughs> oh, well, they man. said he's out for the year. Yeah. They were fortunate that Sam Darnold's out for the year. What is the injury? <laughs> That he stinks. 
Yeah, yeah, I won the two. I mean, that's a that that's that's rough, right? That that just didn't work out. Yeah. No, it's and, a, it's a disaster. And, it's, and I think he's going to be back next year because of the contract. So it's a real, very strange thing. Yeah, I don't see him playing another down there. I don't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't look good. No. And did you did you see last week Robbie Anderson and him got into it on the sidelines and Anderson was just screaming at him at the top of his lungs and then this week Cam and Anderson went out to dinner and they are you know and then they had a big game together and so it, it's just amazing how that flip flopped on him. Whew. Oh yeah, I know. So yeah, now, I'm not sure. Has he signed one year? You had said two years. Do you know? If I thought it was two, two but it, it seems like it's like ten million dollars with more incentives for the rest of this year. I thought it was two this year. Okay. Yeah, I mean, originally it said on the scroll that it was a two-year deal. Maybe there's like a, some kind of option for next year or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there is something, right? They seem like they are. Uh, Who's very weird, happy? Wasn't really playing the whole game. He was coming in and out. No. Yeah, because he wasn't really ready to start yet, and they put him in, in and yeah. out, and, and now supposedly he's taking uh, 90% of the reps now on the first team. So he's starting next week now, and it's just, yeah. you know, it's, it's very it's crazy how that went. Now, there were some shockers yeah. around the league. Um, I, this is a very tough league to figure out because Dallas got blown out by the Denver Broncos, yeah. right? So then they go yeah. to Atlanta, who's made a statement of late, and Atlanta is now pushing for a playoff spot, right? If they win this, if they could be, they get blown out forty-three to three. Yeah. So you say, well, wow. I mean, you know, that that's kind of strange. And then you, you know, I guess you you look towards uh, towards the Denver Broncos and say, well, the Denver Broncos must be really good. And then you look at and them and they play Philadelphia and they get blown out thirty to thirteen. They get blown out. Did you see <laughs> the Bridgewater thing? Where he didn't go for the tackle? Yeah, yeah, it's not a good look. Yeah, <laughs> good I don't blame him though. Uh, yeah, I, I see. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. There was a guy coming right don't at him. Just, don't you gotta throw throw your body at him or something? Just do a cross body block or something? I'll be like, honest with you. I've just, seen worse. You can't just move I've, out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen worse from better quarterbacks. Believe me, I have. Yeah. I've seen that's, worse. That's weak, though. Yeah. You know, some of them, you know. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I got the injury-prone stuff with him and everything. I, yeah. I understand that part, but I yeah. don't know. I think you got to make some kind of attempt. It's not like Walter Payton's running at you, you know? Yeah, there was a guy coming to crush him, though. If you look at that again, there was a guy waiting to obliterate him. So, oh yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it is what I've seen. I've seen much better quarterbacks make make as weak of an attempt. I really have. No so, Roethlisberger, I'll tell you that. <laughs> how, how, how about how about Washington upsetting Tampa like that? Uh, this league is insane. How do you figure this league well, out? That was the really. They should have beaten them in the playoffs last year. You know. Yeah, Heineke played really you know, well. This was the revenge and, game. Yeah, he really played well again. You know? Yeah. That guy yeah, was a week they, away they, from giving up football for life. You know that? Yeah, yeah. We're they, they, and, he, and, he, and he basically was replaced this year. And then Fitzpatrick yeah. got hurt. And now, now they say yeah. he's going to be out for the year, Fitzpatrick. They said he's not going to come back. He, oh, I thought he was. They, they, that now was, they announced it today. They said he's not going to come back. Okay. Yeah, I actually thought he yeah. was already. So there's that. And then Pittsburgh and Detroit, I don't know if you caught any of that game, 
But uh, it's just amazing. <laughs> no, Detroit just can't catch lose? a win. I mean, what is it, a 28-yard field goal to win that game in overtime and miss it? Was that insane? And then, you know, I don't think I've ever seen it before. Their kicker was hurt, right? So they had this other guy, and his long was 31 yards. <laughs> that was the long. Yeah, it literally looked like that ball, like like a hand came out and just, like, slapped it out of the way at the end. Like, it looked like it was going in. And it never got higher than, like, like the goal post. Like, it was like the crossbar. It was just like it was going up, and it just went to the right, you know? That looks like a guy that they. It, out of the way. it almost yeah. looked like a guy that they called off the street. So it, it looked like a guy that they. When they when they did it in halftime, when they got the guy at the fan to kick the field goal to win a car, that's what it looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it really did. It it, it kind of looked like uh, it kind of looked like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like almost like <laughs> something that you call out of the stands to win the car. <laughs> it really yeah. did. I, actually, actually, yeah. I've seen. I've seen guys hit better kicks than that from the sun. There's no question. Yeah, there's no question. It's like, it just goes to show you, though. Like, there's nobody on the team. It's a professional team. There's no one that kicked in high school that, like, was a good player, like a linebacker that, like, you know, you know, like, there's got to be some better option than this guy. You know, that's my point. You know? It's so what if he's the punter? Who cares? He doesn't kick field goals. There's got to be somebody. Some athlete on that team that could kick the ball better than that. Yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was pretty bad, right? There were 48 guys that were the best player in their town in history, right? One of them had to be the kicker, though. Had to be. Yeah. Yeah. Right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, how I mean, far was it? Like 58 yarder. I was yeah, like how far was it? Yards and 28. It was 28 or 31 yards. It was a chip shot. It wasn't a big deal. <laughs> I know. I remember watching it, and then I said, oh, you've got to be kidding me. But I knew there was a problem anyway. Did you see what Najee anyway. Harris said? No, what he said. I had no clue you could tie in the NFL. <laughs> I didn't even know that rule. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Because you know, in college, you know, you keep going. You go to 17 overtimes in that stupid – Get the ball at the twenty-five yard line. Then you got to go for two at some point. You know, if you get the yeah. touchdown. You know, if he didn't even know there was a tie rule. It is. I, I hate that. <laughs> I can't stand that. Yeah, I don't love it either. But you, yeah, you just got to feel for Detroit and Campbell. They just they just can't win. Although they <laughs> haven't won in Pittsburgh since nineteen fifty-five, and the last time they tied was nineteen fifty-seven. So, well, they said Campbell, Campbell, Campbell played, what, 12, 13 years in the league or something like that? And he never yeah. had a tie in his career. Yeah, I mean, well, only because of the new rules has it become more and more. Yeah. I mean, back in, I mean, we, I remember we tied the Jets that one year, and, you know, we've had well, a few of them. They, but, they changed this two years ago where they right. shortened overtime. So, so now you you're getting get, the ties. You know, yeah, right. Yeah, you're gonna get it. Like even if it's three, yeah. you know, three three, you both score it overtime. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not, how much time is gonna be left after that? You get two field goals, right? Yeah, you know, they've made a conscious decision up. that they're okay with ties. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, yeah. they've they've made a conscious decision on it that you know we're okay with the tie and and so and they're, they're uh, worried like what are the what are the three four o'clock games may get overlapped. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's, I guess, yeah, you didn't really think about it, but I guess that is why, right? I didn't really think it's about that, but I guess that it, is why. But it's idiotic. It's like they have no 4 o'clock games anyway, so what's the problem? 
Like, who cares? Right? Yeah, I mean, they usually have, what, three, right? Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, is that the reason why? I think so. I think they hate that. That's why they moved the 420 a lot of starts, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, they've moved them already, right? They've, yeah, and they've it's still overlapped moved. a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, they were overlapping like crazy, you know? They were? They had just games that were just slow, yeah. They're just, they're, they had games that went out that over where there was like six games going on with the other games starting. So is that, I guess that is the reason then. I mean, and that's, that's I would it think, then. yeah, who knows? I, I don't, you know, there's always, a, you know, they don't do anything for us. It's always an agenda somewhere, you know? Without a doubt. It's but too many ties are no good either, I mean. No, I hate it. I don't like it. I think you should keep going. What the, what the hell's the difference? You know, go until there's a winner. I, you know me, I would go back to sudden death. I hate this stupid, you know. If you score the first time, it should be all the way. Nobody should get the ball, you know. I it's agree. Like, I don't like it either. Stupid. I don't like it either, and I don't think it really was that big of an issue like they thought, you know. Yeah, I've played times how many times we got the ball seen, and lost. How many times have you seen the second team win? Or the Plenty. team that scores first usually wins anyway anywhere. The second, yeah, what's that? Plenty. We've gotten the ball first many times and lost. Oh, no, no, I'm just saying, but how many times, I'm saying if the first team scores, right, now with the new rule, right, with the three points, how many times right. does the second team actually win the game? Very, I haven't seen many of that at all. It seems like if they score a field goal the first time, that team wins anyway. It just doesn't so. seem like it ever comes to fruition where the other team comes down and ties the game and it keeps going. It just doesn't seem yeah, like it happens. Yeah, you know? maybe. I'm yeah, I like. I didn't think it was that big a deal in the beginning, in the first it place. You know? because it was it was a very low percentage of the first team that like you know gets the ball wins. It's a, yeah. it was it was like almost fifty fifty. I know so there was no reason to screw around with this. No, I, mean, I remember when it was first changed. You brought up a really good point because basically what that means is then you got to watch a guy and them go for f- fourth down all the time. Yeah. I mean, right. it's, you know, yeah, that, like obviously if they're losing. They're going to go for it on fourth down every time. So that, that's yeah. not the same. You know, that, that no, that's not. not fair either. You know? No, it, it's not. It's just, you know, you, you kind of just do whatever you Especially like do. ours. You know that we're going to give it up every time about the, about the fourth out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's nothing more frustrating than that. There's nothing more deflating huh. than, like, you know, fourth and long, third and long, and watching that, you know, just unfold into first downs when you're on defense. We lost an overtime game on fourth and long this year. Remember? The fourth and nine. How could you forget? Right? Yeah, I know. The good old London. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> It's been an ongoing thing. It's, there's no doubt. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, I guess, you know, from all these rules and everything, you know, you wonder, uh, from a dolphin perspective, they almost don't even factor in because they've been struggling so much, you know, and when they finally do, you wonder how much it will affect. Yeah. Like I said, you know, right now we have this rules committee with the NFL. It's almost like they have to like justify their existence. It changed 18 things a year. Oh, and I'm, I'm, for the better. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I almost forgot before we get off here. Um, 
you know, Tony Calanti, I think is his name, the referee, uh, you know, in that very controversial, right? Very controversial play um, uh, where, he, you know, uh, he flags um, the guy, uh, you know, for mocking the Pittsburgh bench. He didn't say a word. And then he intentionally uh, goes and, and looks like he bumped him, right? Now, the yeah, NFL now him. has come and said that it was a good penalty. We're happy that he called the penalty there for taunting, which to me is ridiculous. But they didn't see any deliberate uh, uh, attempt to make contact with uh, – really? I mean, that that, yeah, that, that changed that entire game. Of course it did. The guy tried to get out of the ref's way. The ref, like, bumped him. And, like, bumped him hard. Like, you know, like, like what are you trying to prove? Yeah. You know? like, what, what was the intention there? What, what was the intention there? They must have some past. No, he was on the practice squad. And what past could they possibly have? He was on the Who practice knows? squad. I don't yeah, I and he was care. activated. He was an ex stealer. He was an ex stealer who was on the practice squad, and then he was uh, activated. I mean, what 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 past could they possibly have there? Yeah, none. That's ridiculous. Totally I mean, that ridiculous. was that literally cost the uh, you know. Costa, was it the Bears? Yeah. Costa no, Bears the game. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, you I, know, don't, I don't understand it. You can't have an official, and you can't have that rule having that detrimental of an effect on a game. For a guy who didn't, he didn't even open his mouth. I mean, he was 20 no. yards away from the bench staring him down. Yeah, uh, it just was very strange to me, uh, you know. And then, you, and like you said, I mean, it was almost like you know he deliberately wanted to make contact with him. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. He deliberately no, he, he went out of his way. He, he did it on purpose. There's no question about it. There's no question. And why? I don't know. I mean, it's bizarre, yeah. but you know, it's just, I don't understand. You, you can't, they, you know, you can't win either with the officials. You know, they always come back with something, and and uh, uh, you know, but it, it's just insane to me. It really is. Like he, 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 that's not what it's supposed to be. Stop giving more power in those. Not, you, you, common sense just never comes into effect. And I, I'm not one who's always on the officials. I defend them more than most people. But common sense has to be somewhat of a play. Doesn't it? There's no question about it, but look, I just question some of the calls and some of the replay calls are just ridiculous. Like, we obviously could see what happened, you know? And when you still come back and take the side of the bad call to begin with, this happened numerous occasions this year, you know? And there was a, there was a, there was a play that they reviewed like nine times the other night. I'm like, why do you keep looking at this? I mean, it's obvious that it was a touchdown. And it, go, it was like five minutes. It was, it was like nothing to look at. And they went on and on and on. Commercial, this, that. Like, what are you guys doing? And there's now there's the, um, the, the thing where they go right to New York. And that obviously they, they, act, they did it last yesterday, whereas right. they, they, if they the find the mistake, man. they'll do it before a challenge. So, I mean, I think that yeah. part's good, you know, but uh, I've seen they did that yesterday and are supposedly doing that more and more. But, yeah, no, I know. It's it's very strange how... Uh, what well, it is, it's not know. consistent. That's the problem. The calls aren't What's consistent. What's that? They're not consistent. No. 
Now, you wonder what they say and do in these off-season meetings, too. So it's a little yeah. ridiculous when they come up with these rules and, and all that kind of stuff. All right, so on to the New York Jets, who may be the worst team in football. So we'll see if this Dolphin thing continues, and uh, we'll uh, we'll report next week. <laughs> First-hand knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's our show for this week, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own boy. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power off. 